Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. In this episode of the Stephen Mansfield Podcast, I want to commend a practice from the government of a foreign country, from the politics of a foreign country. And given that that country is Britain, uh, the United Kingdom, it's probably going to make some of you think that I have uh, become a traitor. I not long ago did a podcast on the Queen, and I obviously have some appreciation for some elements of British politics. And so some of you are going to think that I want to undo the American Revolution. Not true. But I do think that there is a practice in British politics that we Americans, and particularly the political parties that aspire to power, and some of you who are planning to run for office, ought to adopt for yourselves. And I'll explain what that is. Um, But the reason that I'm bringing this up is that we have recently had experience in American politics where a party ascended to power and clearly was not fully ready to lead. Republicans, as we all know, in the recent election, election took the House, the Senate, and the White House, and uh, now have a growing, uh, growing numbers of conservative thinking jurists on the Supreme Court. It ought to be a prime moment. There ought to be victories, conservative ideas, uh, compassionate conservatism ought to be winning the day. But when Republicans took office, it was obvious they were not even agreed amongst themselves as to some of their main policy initiatives. For example, uh, we have been hearing for years about Republican opposition to the Affordable Care Act, which essentially is Obamacare. It's Obama's health care uh, initiative, which is now a matter of law. And Republicans griped about it and were opposed to it. And I, of course, as I've said many times on this podcast, believe it needs to be dramatically reworked uh, if if not abolished and replaced. But but anyway, when Republicans took power, um, they were not agreed amongst themselves. They did not have policies that were workable. And so they had embarrassing missteps in trying to replace Obamacare. And this is not only true there, it's true on some other initiatives as well. Well, I want to commend a practice that we see in British politics that I think is very, very commendable and very, very important, that it really does um, make for better governing. Uh, It makes for being ready to lead the day uh, a person or a a party takes office. And it's this. In British politics, when you have one party in power, let's say, for example, right now the Tories are are in power uh, under Theresa May, you have the the Tory party in power. Um, and you, the other parties, let's say uh, in particular the Labour Party, which would be the primary opposition party, uh, the Labour Party forms what's called a shadow government or more, more specifically a shadow cabinet. Now, this is nothing sinister. Uh, this simply means that Labour appoints various party officials and leaders to shadow the different cabinet positions of the party that is in power. So, you know, there's a there's let's say there's a secretary of intelligence or defense. I'm just making these names up. Um, And so within the Labor Party, there are specific officials who are, they're not officials, but they're party leaders who are designed to run an apparatus that tracks the correlating cabinet position in power, develops policies, explains to the public why they oppose, explains what the power or the party outside of power would do once they gained power, um, and helps uh, make the debate in the meantime more sophisticated, yes, more heated, um, but more meaningful. 
meaningful. For example, uh, there is a shadow cabinet now that is uh, shadowing, of course, from within the Labour Party, the current party in power in the United States. And the British uh, government has a position called the Home Secretary. And some people in the United States tend to say this is like our Interior Secretary, but it's but it's not true. Um, the, the, the Home Secretary deals with things like policing and national security and uh, immigration and criminal justice, for example. It's, it's a different position than what we have here. But uh, so there is a person who sits in the position of Home Secretary, very powerful position, as you can tell by their responsibilities. Um, and that that poor person actually sits in the cabinet and is actually an official within the government. Well, the Labor Party, which is not in power right now, uh, has a shadow home secretary, a shadow home secretary. And uh, her her name, by the way, we can tell you exactly who he is or who she is. Uh, Her name is Diane Abbott. And so her job is to think through uh, the policies of the home department, of the home secretary's actions and that cabinet position um, to formulate policies from the labor perspective, to articulate those policies, to push for those policies within the parliament, to articulate those policies within the public to try to hold the party in power in some kind of accountability um, and to be prepared to lead on day one. So whatever the policies are, whatever the pressing issues are, whatever matters are of concern to the country, there is a labor perspective, not just in general, but there's an actual labor shadow home secretary who is thinking through these positions and articulating them. And they actually, by the way, have elections for them within the party. So uh, you have you have lots of debate. You have lots of discussion. You have lots of vetting that goes on. And presumably, when that party takes power, uh, you have someone who is presumably going to take take that position within government. So the assumption right now uh, is that Diane Abbott would become, should Labor take power, the Home Secretary. Doesn't always work that way, of course, but they would become, she would become the Home Secretary. Even if she doesn't become the Home Secretary, the party thinking these issues through, suggesting policies, having internal elections, things of that nature, having people People appointed based on gifts and thinking and books they've written and policies they've they've championed and what have you means you have a person better ready to lead on the day. Well, this is, I think, superior to our American process uh, in which parties bellyache, but don't necessarily have to actually be specific about what their alternative po- policy should be. So the reason I'm saying this is I strongly recommend That as we move into the future in the United States and there are increasing numbers of political parties, I think, that are going to be uh, in in play. Uh, We've had a little bit of a Tea Party season in the last elections. I think we'll have other parties come along. Um, you, you, you know, we'll have libertarian parties, we'll have other parties, but as, as America perhaps moves a little bit more to the parliamentary system, I don't think we're going to main continue in the two party system forever. I strongly recommend to political parties that they adapt the shadow cabinet, or some people call it shadow government approach with that is within British politics. Don't just sit and bellyache in general, have actual people who track the actual cabinet positions, or at least the, those who, who are responsible for the major policy positions and uh, be thinking policies through, be writing position papers, be arguing in public and be formulating policies that uh, presumably the party out of power would institute almost on the day they take power. 
perhaps more relevant to what's going on in the United States. Uh, I advise, as you know, if you listen to this podcast and know who I am, uh, I advise a lot of politicians and I advise a lot of candidates, people who are about to run for office. I strongly, strongly recommend that you, if you're planning to run for office, that you essentially make yourself the shadow official uh, in opposition to the person you're going to run against if they're already the, if they're the incumbent and already holding office. In other words, if you're running for governor, let's say, of Kentucky, uh, don't just bellyache in general. Actually track what the current governor is doing. Actually track what the current, let's say, cabinet is doing. Actually track uh, what the party officials are doing of the party in power. Uh, actually decide what you disagree about. Form a kitchen cabinet of your own and think through policies. Be ready to lead. Uh, don't just go from your you know, automobile dealership to run, it, run for governor with a few loose ideas about free market. Now, I, I admire those who run uh, for from the business world, and I and I certainly admire advocates of the free market, but but that's not going to be enough when you actually get an office. And if you're running against an incumbent, or you're running against an experienced politician who hasn't maybe held that specific office before, they're going to know things, they're going to understand things that you don't. And because Republicans in America or conservatives tend to come from the private sector, they often don't understand the mechanisms of government. So what you need to do if you're running, Republican or otherwise, is you need to think like a shadow cabinet official or a shadow governor or a shadow lieutenant governor or whatever it is that you're running for, uh, secretary of education within a given state, whatever it is you're intending to be, make sure that you have functioned and thought and been advised and, and developed policy as though you are a shadow official of the British type. You're thinking through policies and positions. You're actually almost, to put it in a, almost a silly fashion, imagining yourself in office. What would you do? How would you articulate it? How would you bring change? How do you differ from the other party or parties? How would you lead? This seems to me minimal for taking office and for being qualified to lead. And some of the most embarrassing missteps uh, in political PR world in recent decades, if it hasn't been something silly like a, like a politician making a speech and not being aware of what state they were in, um, it, 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 it is usually, these missteps are usually a result of the person running for office not having thought through their position, the position they're shooting for, uh, as though they actually were planning to take over, as though they actually were planning to assume power and had thought through everything that the incumbent had to think through. That's not that difficult. It seems minimal for those running for office. Now, a lot of people listening to this podcast are in international politics, not American, not British, but other parts of the world. I recommend the same thing. Whatever governmental system you're in and whatever nation you are in, uh, develop think tanks, get people around a kitchen table over over chai and cookies and think through, get, get smart people to help you think through policies. What would you do? Not just general policies not just anger, not just a list of grievances, but what are the, how would you think through, how would you develop uh, an answer to what the current party in power is doing or uh, what other parties that assume to power will be doing? Sometimes you're running against a dozen different political parties. You don't have to take all of them seriously, but you do need to think through what you would do and then be able to give a reason for holding that policy. The Republicans in the United States have been horribly embarrassed by not being ready to lead on day one. I know that sounds like a political slogan, and some people have made it such, but that 
is minimal. Whatever your education, whatever your business experience, wherever you come from, whatever kind of career politician you have been or you aren't, the reality is that you must have thought through leading as though you already are. You must have developed policies as though you already are. And since the phrase shadow government means something conspiratorial and sinister in the United States, I would recommend not using that. But I do like the idea of shadow cabinet or, 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 or you know, you develop your own language, but develop a team of people who are helping you think through what the alternatives are. American politics has become a process of organized bitching, and it's time for serious leaders to take the lead and assume office who have thought through the policies, uh, who have developed alternatives, who have workable policies, and they're workable because they've already been debated and discussed and vetted and maybe even tried in some places, and the the reasons for failure have been identified, and uh, the party taking power, the person taking power, is ready to lead on day one. By the way, I can go further than this just as I close. I strongly recommend that high school and college political clubs, uh, political studies or government departments, that we do the same thing. Um, No one should be able to get out of a political science degree in an American university without having to have assumed some kind of shadow role for a semester where they think through policies and think through how they would lead and uh, in whatever fashion, secretary of education, secretary of environment, what have you, um, health and human services. How would you lead? What would the policies be? How would you formulate policies? Uh, what's the history of those policies, etc.? We've got to have a more sophisticated level of political debate in this country, and we've got to have leaders who are ready to lead. And it really needs to start as early as our high schools. Let's hope for a better day. Let's be ready to lead on day one, and let's be humble enough to take a page out of British politics that has worked pretty well for them. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.